This is Tarot for the Wild Soul, a weekly tarot podcast about life, death, and rebirth, hosted by me, Lindsay Mack. Hi loves, welcome back to Tarot for the Wild Soul podcast. I am your host, Lindsay Mack. It is such an enormous gift to be gathering with you today and always. Um, and it is monthly medicine time. We are, it, I cannot believe uh, I am doing the monthly medicine episode for the month of June. <laughs> I, it's, just, it's shocking. Um, I just can't believe how fast this year is going and how strange it is. And <laughs> like, it's just, it's wild. I'm flashing back to June of last year and I, I just can't believe it's a year. And yet June of last year feels like for me anyway, about a hundred million light years away in terms of, of, of changes and growth and, you know, just all kinds of things. Um, no matter what, I'm grateful to be here with all of you in the midst of, of crazy times and hopefully slightly less crazy times to come. Although I would not bet on it. (laughs) I wouldn't bet on it. Um, to say that June of this year is one of the more expansive evolutionary, like a month of absolutely enormous proportions in terms of its scope, its scale, what it's inviting us into, what is possible in this month. It's hard to overemphasize it. It's also hard to bring it into words. I can feel it. I'm imagining you can too. It feels absolutely enormous. Um, and there are lots of reasons for, for this, um, that we can even simplistically point to. Um, we're about at the halfway point of our year. If we judge our year moving from, um, you know, January to December, which not everybody does, but numerologically, we're about halfway through heading to the halfway point of our emperor year. So we're always called upon to review. Um, About this time every year, there is a serious ramping up. There's a change in the energetic frequency. Um, There's a lot more training inward. There's a lot the the invitations get really strong and really specific partially because um it's it's again like a review of sorts it's interesting are you doing what you're being invited to do so that's one small reason the solstice this year the solstice happens to also be uh, a new moon solar eclipse in cancer so like a small deal <laughs> Like huge, you know, um, absolutely unbelievable that we're moving into cancer season on a new moon solar eclipse in cancer. We're also moving through a mercury retrograde in cancer. So the cancerian themes are massive this month, massive. And we point to the chariot for that, which we're going to talk a little bit about today, but the chariot is actually such an important anchor and ally for us right now that um, for the first time since I've been doing thresholds, I heard very clearly from spirit. You heard about it at the beginning of the podcast to do like a midpoint medicine um, that's just expressing how strong and how huge it is to move through this threshold, um, this particular midpoint threshold and what it means to weave together the medicine of the chariot with emperor, like what that means. So important. Um, May was a month of choice. Many of you listening to this understand what I'm saying, that there's no kind of like going back, right? Even if everything went back to normal (laughs) and in many, many States in America, it, it is technically speaking. Um, there's no way to necessarily go back. Um, we've walked through the door already. We're at choice. We're deciding, do we want to continue life on this planet as a species in a much larger way? Do we want to, do we want to begin to live in greater balance? Do we want to begin 
to pay closer attention to the parts of ourselves that we inherited from our ancestors and their ancestors and their ancestors. And many of us, you know, my teacher Michelle was talking to me about this um, not that long ago, and it was very impactful. Her reflection was that essentially many of our ancestors were, they didn't necessarily, like I know for myself, my parents, my grandparents had huge trauma running through their line and they weren't feeling that. They weren't processing that. There's a lot of processing that we're having to do for the people in our line now and a lot of um, recognition of past harm that we're taking, some of us are being invited, we're being invited to take um, greater responsibility for that now. We're essentially coming up into personal responsibility, both in an earthly material way. Again, not everybody's doing it, but the invitation is very great right now. And if we're willing to take that invitation, it can be very intense, but ultimately very transformative. Um, so last month was all about choice. Are we, are we going to choose? Are we going to begin to start paying attention? Are we going to begin to come get ourselves, come fetch ourselves from the, the, you know, <laughs> from school, basically, like, are we, are we tending to ourselves? You know, we all feel that you can't pretend that you don't, the energy running through us all right now is crazy. Um, it's very, very big. There's a lot that wants to be birthed through us right now. Um, we cannot do it if there's a bunch of sediment in the way. If you have a whole bunch of undigested stuff and you eat, you're going to feel really um, blocked up, essentially. Um, this week's men medicine on the mini-sode was all about kind of digestion, making space. Um, in this choosing, um, one of the big pieces that is so important right now is are we going to do the work that we came here to the planet to do ultimately? Or are we going to keep trying to strategize and control and try to do what we think we should do and try to make the thing work that doesn't really work, but we don't kind of want to deal with, you know, the alternative, like, you know, we're, we're, we're choosing the, the choices are really, really big right now. They're huge right now. And they don't have anything to do with what another person is doing. They don't have anything to do with what that person's doing or, or this thing over there. It has to do with us, with you. You directing your attention in at yourself, coming to truly pay attention to what is happening, that, you know, what needs to be cleared, released, digested, what needs to be processed in order for what you are meant to bring to the planet, what you promise to bring to the planet, what your soul dedicated itself to bring to the planet can come through you. If there are old belief systems, thought processes, um, feelings that are desperate for your attention, but no one's paying attention to them. So they keep getting redirected or misdirected outside of you instead of you coming to tend for yourself. I don't mean to call people out. I'm calling myself out too. This is everybody, everybody. We're meant to, we have to feel those feelings. We have to how to notice those thoughts instead of trying to push it away or worse, trying, trying to somehow transcend the thoughts, which is total horseshit and part of the old paradigm that we're kind of moving away from, actually. The only way through is through. If you have thoughts that are present, um, obviously handle them as you need with the support or with, with the care that's required. But um, you know, if there's, if there's a, a, a thought that doesn't have too much charge that it feels safe for you to be with on your own, or if it does, and it feels safe for you to be with, with structured support, beginning to unpack it, beginning to say, wow, you know, this is here and it's really strong. I wonder what, 
what's actually under it. You know, I wonder why this belief is so prevalent for me. We're being called to get really, really clear, very devoted to waking up. I know that for some people, this feels like it might feel like crazy talk because these times feel so strange. You know, everything is so different for many of us. And even for those of us who are still going to work, um, life is not the same as it was before. Um, and even if you're someone who's in complete denial about this virus even existing, um, life is not the same for you because you're defending something that you're in denial about, refusing to believe, and there's something to pay attention to there. Nobody is exempt from this work. I don't give a fuck if you are the highest holy person on the mountain, you got work to do up on that mountain. It's the dissolution of this idea that we can just keep continuing to do what we've been doing and that it's okay. And it's not to say that we've been doing stuff that's so unbelievably problematic, but here's the bold, just truth. Here's the truth. All of us are, again, walking around with unprocessed pain, unresolved, deep emotional experiences, perpetuating old patterns and old cycles and relationships, having the same fucking Groundhog Day over and over and over again and wondering why. And this is a month that is about awakening. We are awakening to some of the why this month. We are awakening to the intelligence of those thoughts, feelings, those patterns that do not feel good. They're really at their heart trying to protect us from something. We don't need that protection anymore. We've got what we need to hold ourselves, to parent ourselves, to caretake ourselves. We have those tools. And if they're not in our hands now, they can be if we're willing if we're courageous enough, brave enough, if we are willing to step into choice, if we are willing to look at the places within ourselves where we are deeply resistant to that evolution, where we ignore ourselves, we bypass ourselves, we gaslight ourselves, if we can take some of our attention, energy, and focus off of the external and retrain it onto the internal, we can really have some profound awakening. And awakening is not relegated to some, again, idea of, again, some like holy person off in the middle of nowhere. The awakenings that are are possible right now are some of the more profound of my life, actually. And I'm not romanticizing this time you know, not at all. And there are lots of people that I know who are working their asses off doing, and they're having huge awakenings too. It doesn't, it, we're, the old paradigm of spirituality was never really rooted in truth to begin with. We didn't need to not entertain negative thoughts or, and of course this wasn't everybody, but a lot of white privilege centered spirituality is essentially like punish the body. You need to be thin. Don't eat this. It's very restrictive. And, um, if you're feeling messy, upset, then it's quote shadow. It's quote low frequency, all this fucking horse shit. When all of that is actually, actually the start of a true practice where you feel the messiest, the toughest feels. I hate the fucking word shadow work. I'm sorry, Um, but it's my podcast and I'm allowed to hate what I hate. (laughs) I hate it. I think it's reductive and offensive Um, because your feelings are all valid and none of them are light and none of them are shadow. They just are, just like you. Yes, of course, there are aspects to us that are not necessarily, 
you know, what we would do if we were completely in alignment with our truths. Um, and we can speak in ways and communicate in ways and respond from, from deep hurt, from deep wounding, big triggers. And that we don't necessarily have to make that a problem. It's information. It's information. We're getting clearer on this. What is, has been calling out for your attention over the last six months? I know that things have been. What's been coming up for you? Is your inner kid fucking begging you to come back to them, to spend more time with them? Is your um, body coming to your attention and essentially not saying anything's wrong or bad or that you have to change anything, but is it, is it, is it talking to you through sensation, through form, through movement, through lack of movement, through pain, through like, it's just information. We're not trying to fix or solve anything. We're just being called to come home. We have not been coming home to ourselves for in some cases like hundreds of years a hundred years you know depending on and I'm talking about in terms of ancestral lineage I'm probably one of the first people in my family line as far back as I can remember who's coming home to myself And there's a really good reason why we don't do it because the more we come home to ourselves, the more we have to feel the ancestral stuff we inherited. And this is a part of why we unconsciously perpetuate that stuff. We're always perpetuating old ancestral wounding always because it hasn't been felt. It hasn't been processed. It has not been digested. You don't have to fix anything. You don't, you're not broken. That was part of the myth to begin with anyway. You're not broken. Everything in you that you feel is a broken part of you is a sweet, beautiful part, even the toughest of those parts that is just you wanting to be loved and cared for and scooped up by you and Speaking as somebody who has absolutely called upon this, sometimes we need folks to help us scoop those parts up, reach out, see what's possible, see what's accessible to you. Don't let the brain tell you it's not accessible. Give it a shot. Try. The chariot, you know, we move from Gemini to chariot in June. And we're going to talk about the lovers and about the magician, which are are our Gemini's cards. But we're we're building, we feel that date with cancer, that date with the chariot on the 20th of June. We feel that already coming. The thing that is really important to understand about the chariot is that it involves the profound process of outgrowing a shell, outgrowing protective mechanisms, outgrowing something that you're ready to clear. And the choice in whether or not we choose to keep that crab shell around us, that shell of protection, and in some ways that that armor, is yes, the pro of, of not saying yes to the chariot is that we stay more protected in, in terms of what the ego feels. The con is that it helps us to move around, um, but it doesn't help us to get everywhere that we would if we did not have that crab shell on us. The pro to releasing that crab shell is vulnerability making space, being freer to receive what actually lights us up in this life, what actually makes us feel like we're connected to something that has meaning and purpose to us. The pro 
is that we reconnect with the heart. That's why strength comes right in on the heels of the chariot. We're coming home to the heart. We're removing the armoring. And, you know, we're going to go into this a ton, obviously, in this midpoint threshold, but we're building to that place. This is a colossal shedding process this month where I am not joking. It is possible for you, if you are available to it, to release, shed, clear things that I guarantee you, you didn't even know you were holding in your body and then in your heart, in your mind, and then imagine what is possible with all of that space. Imagine. Imagine what could be possible. Imagine what might happen if we stopped trying to find that space by running outside of ourselves. This alone is part of what we're being invited to wake up to right now. This is the, you know, again, like I've said this many times, this experience, like any other experience that presents huge challenge and huge, um, you know, that, that comes forward as this one can, um, what we're going through right now is that it invites us to become more compassionate with ourselves. It invites us to open up more fully, even mercury retrograde moving through cancer, even the way we move, even the way we're communicating is devoted to going within and really observing what within me, within my system, within my beliefs, within my thoughts, within my heart, within my feelings, within my body, et cetera, et cetera. You know, what is no longer serving my journey forward? You know, you know what it is to outgrow things. You outgrew your baby teeth, you outgrew shoes, you outgrew diapers, you outgrew, you know, certain little toy cars. If you were privileged enough to have one of those when you were young, you know, um, you grew out of clothes. We, we, our graduations, you know, if we graduate in a, um, you know, from anything, kindergarten, high school, like college, it doesn't really matter. The process of, of shedding and graduating is what the chariot is all about. This is, it follows the rhythm of the moon. We're constantly changing. We're meant to do this. But what we don't always understand or hold to is that this creates spaciousness. That's the con of hanging on to these crab shells hanging on to these pieces that say, well, I got to do it this way because I can't let anyone know that I'm really struggling. Why not? Let them know. <laughs> let, let the bells chime out. If there's really something that, that wants to be vocalized, if there's a, um, if there is a myth of what you're trying to make your life that doesn't serve anymore, if there's an old story that doesn't match, if you've been trying to do your own work and you can't fucking get to it, you feel like all that you, you know, you look to other people and you think, well, how are they doing things that feel so aligned for them? If there's something in you that feels like it wants so badly to be embraced or touched upon or honored and you're not doing it, if there's some way that you feel that you have to be in order to be a success, you cannot possibly get to the place that you can or that you may be able to if you're not willing to be radically fucking honest, first with yourself and then in whatever way feels aligned with your community. You cannot, you cannot miss out on this part. This is, it's so important. I cannot overemphasize how important, how crucial it is to tend to what calls out for you this month. We are still at such huge choice. We are making choices that are going to have ripple effects for years to come, years to come. Be willing to do the brave thing, you know? 
were awakening, taking the blindfold off, looking so clearly at what wants to be looked at. The more we look at it, it is so much less scary than when we're trying to hide from it because then we're free. We've seen it. It can't be worse (laughs) than what it is in our mind, right? So this month, June, it's a huge, huge, huge waking up process. Things are going to get even more intense. I'm not going to lie to you. They just are. If we can ease into that a little bit, if we can trust that, if we can um, not necessarily trust as in magical thinking, everything's going to be okay necessarily, but um, if we can allow the intensity to be a part of what helps to draw us deeper inward into self-tending, it can be very, very impactful. That's not, of course, why it happens, and it's not like we have to like it or certainly not romanticizing. It's just naming of reality that things are still really impactful, really, you know, they're, they're going to get even more so. Um, and we can only engage with this awakening through doing our work, period. What do I mean by doing our work? I've said it a few times and I want to be really clear about what I mean by that. Doing your work doesn't mean stop doing that. No more. Or come get yourself. Like, even though I've used the phrase, come get yourself. (laughs) Um, It's not in any way communicated with that energy. I'm doing this work too. My teacher, Michelle, has been so beautiful, so helpful with this. She's really been um, conveying to me in our sessions, like the fucking old days of of the teachers not doing this work and like talking to people about doing this work, but them not doing it, it's fucking over. Like it's, it's over. You can't get away with it anymore. And, um, even those of us who, uh, are, are experiencing uh, profound privileges in the midst of this quarantine, we're not exempt from this particular slice of the pie. Like, you, I have work to do. I've got stuff. I've got beliefs. I've got old programs. I've got heart work. I've got thought work, belief work, major, just like you. So this is about focusing on ourselves, not telling you anything that I haven't been in the shit doing myself in the midst of work, in the midst of holding space, in the midst of my course. In fact, provoked in some ways by doing my core. I can't serve anybody without walking this path. Can't do it. That's done too. If you're not walking your talk, it's not going to work anymore. So it's really important. This is really important, really important. Um, we're awakening through doing our work. The work is When there is something that you start noticing, oh, wow, this is painful. This is an old belief. This is a pattern. This is a big feeling. Have I ever actually questioned whether or not it's true? I've had a number of those experiences where things, I don't recall um, a time when I, I didn't have some kind of belief in my body of something And I'm doing some pretty strong work right now where I'm beginning to realize with my guides, like that's actually never been true. I was just, I either was told it or believed it or never questioned it, or I don't know what it was, but what is it like to hang out in the middle of knowing that that experience, that belief isn't necessarily the 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 truth of who we are or something that we even have to carry anymore. Maybe it was who we were and it's not anymore. Um, and not really knowing what, what's coming on the other side. That's solstice too. It's this really huge midway point, right? So we're noticing. It's this process of following the breadcrumb trails of our 
of our feelings, our contractions, our resistance. Resistance is a huge teacher right now. It's a huge, huge teacher. All of us are experiencing resistance in some way. And it comes in waves, right? Sometimes it's resistance to some part, total internal process. Sometimes it's resistance because we're fighting with what life is. You know, we're angry about what life is. And by the way, the resistance that we're feeling is totally valid, but it is a teacher. It does provide information. Um, absolutely. And there are, of course, forms of beautiful, deep, soul-centered resistance. Like when things are unsafe, when we're being put in a position that we shouldn't be, when there are, are you know, when there is inequity and justice and we resist that, you know, some of the greatest changes and evolutions in deepening more equitable justice have come from resistance. So that's not really what we're talking about. We're talking about contractive resistance, resistance that essentially comes from the brain and wants to slow things down. Why would the brain want to slow things down right now? Why would the brain want to keep us in resistance? Because the brain fucking knows that in spite of everything that's going on right now externally, which is wholly valid, by the way, um, we are being called to evolve in an enormous way internally. The way to really shift things externally is to start with the internal, period. And imagine what would be possible if we did this on a collective scale. So we're starting to get more curious. We're being invited to get more curious, um, to inquire more around um, shifting to the heart around the places where we have contractive resistance, getting really clear where, you know, what is this resistance coming up around? Can I nurture this resistance? Is this resistance from my kid because my kid wants this and can't have it? Can I love on my kid? Can I, underneath contractive resistance, there's always a want or a need. I want as your brain to protect you from expansion because it feels safe. I'll invite you into resistance. Great. As your heart, I'm going to pull you into resistance because I'm feeling like I'm in pain and I want to be paid attention to. Okay, great. Resistance is meant to be honored. It's meant to be paid attention to. Most of us go right to the head with resistance. And we just think, well, I don't fucking want to do it. I'm mad. And that's as far as we go. And by the way, I don't want to fucking do it. I'm mad is the first place to bring tending to. Yes, you don't want to do it. You are mad. Let that be there. Even that is really radical for most of us. And I'm going to say, like, there's not a hell of a lot of room for this in spiritual work. There's a lot of like, well, those are low vibe thoughts. Those are low frequency feelings. Like, fuck that. They are not. They're a part of you that want your attention so desperately. Can you be courageous enough, bold enough to give it to yourself without apology? Like, fuck. It's time. It's time for you to no longer shut any of your, any of yourself out. Any of yourself. I don't give a fuck what it is. Can you let it be there? It does not ever mean that we have to drive the car from those places. It doesn't mean those places have to rule our lives. It means that if we're tending them, we're not identified with them. We're not necessarily believing them. We're caretaking them. And that is the emotional intelligence that our planet now desperately needs. What you come forward with, your jealousy, your, your huge feelings, your resentment, your bitterness, your rage, they're all sacred lumber, sacred wood on, on your, on your fire. They're meant to be laid on the fire, but they're, they're meant to be. June is a, it's a very big death process for many of us. There's, there's enormous shedding that we're going to be doing. 
collectively and personally, the way that we can begin to start to engage with this process is to become more tender with these parts of ourselves and stop shutting them out. They're just parts of us that want to be loved, ultimately, or parts of us that are trying to control or to limit or to slow down our expansion. And they're just not, it's no room for them to be behind the wheel of the car anymore. We are in rapid, profound planetary evolution indefinitely at this point. So all the work that our parents didn't do, our grandparents didn't do, their parents didn't do, so on and so on and so on, we're doing it. That's it. (laughs) So it sounds harsh. It's just, it's just blunt. It's just what it is. So what are you being invited to pay attention to right now? And what information is being um, brought forward for, for you? Are you trying to make something fucking work that's never worked? Are you playing small? Are you, you know, um, refusing to, you know, sometimes I know for myself the last few weeks, especially like whoa, there have been some huge, I mean, it hasn't felt romantic or exciting. It's been pretty devastating actually, but some really big personal, um, uh, just big personal work for me around the stuff that's coming up for me. I'm doing everything I'm talking to y'all about. Um, so there were things I didn't even know I was walking around with until like two weeks ago, until two days ago. And even in a few days, the shift is so great. We're used to things taking forever. Like we got to work on something for five years. You don't. It's just starting to do a little bit of attention on a certain area. Even the willingness, even that small bit of attention can create all of this spaciousness for new stuff to come in. So we're digesting, consuming, digesting, and consuming in an aligned way rather than just consuming and never really wanting to digest, right? So we're getting called forward. We're getting lots of wake-ups, a lot of wake-ups, um, saying no thank you. And, uh, you know, to, to the invitations that are trying to slow down your expansion and paying really close attention to those pockets of contractive resistance around whatever arises, whatever arises, right? Um, we can't ultimately escape the personal work we're being invited to go into now, but what is different about this month is that there are a lot of awakenings that are possible about things that you've been carrying, your family line's been carrying, enormous awakenings about the why of that, about what is possible for you in not perpetuating it, systems that have been active in your body, mind, heart, soul for a long time, what they were doing for you now that you know what's possible on the other side, deep understanding, really profound, really huge. Um, And we're really getting support from this across the board. You know, again, um, we're moving through Gemini and into Cancer. So um, we're working with, of course, for a lot of June, lovers and magicians. So with the lovers related to this monthly medicine, we're calling back the parts of ourselves that we have given away. We're calling back the parts of ourselves that we transfer, we project, we outsource, we put into other people. We're calling them back. We're calling the parts of ourselves back that don't have room to really take root and bloom because we have other systems and other processes and beliefs moving through us that don't align anymore. Both things can't necessarily grow in the garden. So it's about getting really clear on what doesn't match. And then with lovers, you know, um, we're, we're really invited to call those parts of ourselves back and, and replant them in a really sacred way. 
And with magician, imagine the kind of magic and channeling that you will be capable of when that spaciousness um, is there, when there's enough room to actually create magic. But it involves some really big undoing, some really big clearing of beliefs that we might have even had about the holiness and the sacredness of this work. You know, what it is to entertain, you know, experiences, thoughts, or or feelings like this rather than just chalking them up to feeling, you know, whatever. We're, we're, We're giving ourselves some radical permission to feel into our internal landscape with support when needed or, you know, when... Um, appropriate. So, and then again, there's moving into cancer. Um, and I didn't even get into the fact that we're in eclipse season. I could have mentioned that at the beginning of the podcast too. Eclipse seasons, eclipse months, which June is rapid, rapid, unbelievable, almost like storybook movie style opportunities for expansion at a rate or a pace we cannot even imagine. Eclipses are, they're unbelievable. And the book end within an eclipse portal, essentially moving us from, um, you know, we have our full moon lunar eclipse in Sagittarius on, I believe the 5th of June. And then that eclipse portal completes itself on the solstice in our solar eclipse in Cancer. Um, that is an eclipse portal that we're walking through for 15 days. And that's the bulk of, (laughs) that's the bulk of June. And then we're going to feel that after enormous capacity to move things quickly, to make huge space, huge. And as hard as, and as intense as this might sound, it's actually quite simple to do this work. You don't need to figure out what you got to work on or, or, and your brain has no place in coming in here and being like, Oh, you got to figure this the fuck out or you're never going to blah, blah, blah. It, the brain doesn't need, the brain can stay in the back seat, hundred percent. You already know what's calling out for you because it's been calling out for you for a long time. This month it's possible just by opening our arms to it a little bit, maybe not judging it, maybe getting more curious about it rather than identified we're making all the room in the world. It takes very little to make things move in eclipse energy. Very little. There is a lot that can come through in a very short amount of time if we're willing to let it be that way. If we're willing. So if you have the willingness, it can be quite profound. If you have the willingness. So from there, there's a massive unfolding of soul where we get to graduate in some ways. And not only are we moving through a solstice on the new moon in Cancer, um, on a solar eclipse, um, in Cancer, in the sign of the chariot. I mean, it's, it's huge. It's a very big, can't overemphasize what a big deal this month is. Whatever is calling out your name, it's been calling out your name for a while. Just put your head down to it and start offering it some attention. The reading for the month that's supporting us in this process, our card of the month is the emperor. Of course it is. When I pulled it, I thought, oh, of course, (laughs) you know, like obviously, of course, um, this, everything I'm talking about in this monthly medicine, first and foremost is about your personal journey. Not all of us have the same degree of privilege, time, space, ability, capacity uh, to do this work. We're not necessarily supposed to have that. Um, Obviously, um, my work is in no way, uh, (laughs) could never be in comparison to folks who are medically on the front lines and um, doing profoundly important work right now. I I trust in the importance of my work to those that it um, affects, but um, my, I've been doing probably more personal work on these pieces. I don't know if I've ever been 
busier professionally, actually. Um, there's a lot of expansion in my work and there's a lot of movement with my personal work. And I never really knew that it was possible to do both to this degree at the same time. Um, but it is. And for someone else with children, for someone else in a really stressful home environment with someone else who is working their ass off, trying to make their bills, um, not get sick, somebody who is working in a hospital, you're going to have a completely different experience from mine. Totally different. And that's, that is what is appropriate. That, that you let this medicine, like with all monthly medicines, like with everything I ever say, if you even feel called to listen to it, meet you where you're at and you can shift it into a thing that feels accessible. Because this is about us. This is about you. This is about bringing it into the self, focusing on yourself. We are already preparing for our Hierophant year next year. And if you think this is intense, you fucking get ready <laughs> because, whoa, I mean, we're going through a five year next year and we can do it. We, we have what it takes, but like, whoa, like if you think this is hard, Oh, like it's, it's intense. So we can't really unpack our relationship to beliefs, to authority, to, uh, the power and the sway that systems and teachers and, you know, hold over us without first rooting into our own autonomy, the importance of you. You matter. What you do matters. It has a much larger ripple effect than you think. You don't think so? Walk closer to six feet to someone while you have this virus and see how little effect you have. Not to be blunt, but I mean, why not? <laughs> like, this is a huge thing right now. There's a hell of a lot more influence than we have, than we, we, you know, we have far, far greater impact than we believe ourselves to have and this virus or not. It's a, you know, it's a really huge deal. So the emperor as our card for the month is here to help us turn some of what we tend to project out again back into ourselves. It also has to do with rooting. We can't do emperor work. We can't do an emperor year. We can't do anything related to emperor, to Aries without being rooted. All of us have a lot of dead roots in our system. They're taking up space. So it might kind of seem like our tree is really supported, but truly there's so much dead part of the roots that it's it's kind of taking up space without actually doing anything and robbing um, some of the other roots that are actually trying to work um, of their ability to be as um, useful as possible. So um, it's about clearing those old roots so that new ones can grow. And it's about thanking the old roots, thanking them for taking up all this space so we couldn't really grow as big as we as we knew that we were meant to, but because we were afraid. You know, thanking the old roots for keeping us kind of stuck or safe or, you know, there again, there's not, we're not kicking anything in the ass here. We're we're acknowledging it and bowing to it. This is part of the death medicine of this month. We want to really ritualize this death. Thinking these parts of ourselves for keeping us so protected and safe. It's also about saying yes to you and your medicine every goddamn day. This is about you. You have things to bring to the planet that are valid and important. How can you focus on you? Noticing how often your brain pulls you off here, pulls you off there. Start getting real get, as a game. Start getting really fucking specific. Is it in my highest and best to talk to this person? They're calling me. Yes, no, great. Like get really, really clear about that stuff. 
our lesson of the month, what we're learning about is the moon. So there's a very deep emotional undercurrent to this month. There's again, like we're doing deep work. That's not, it. it's heart work. It's not analytical work. Um, and I had mentioned earlier in the, in the, in this episode that, you know, what is it to clear out these old pieces that no longer match, but not have total clarity on what is going to take its place, just being in that spaciousness. The moon um, has been traveling with us in these polls and these readings in monthly medicines and weekly medicines since the beginning of the pandemic, because this is a total moon card time. All we can really do is float, even if we're working, even if we're very busy, even if our, our time is very full, all we can really do is float in the unknown. We don't really know what's going on. We don't really know how long it's going to be. We don't know how, how long, um, you know, we, we just don't know. We don't know. And when we don't know, it makes the nervous system really on edge. It makes things very uncomfortable and we can tend to lose our minds. And we get so busy trying to figure out what to do or blaming people or whatever it is, we totally take our eyes off what is possible if we were to fully root into moon energy, which is a much deeper connection with ourselves beyond anything we may have ever experienced. Developing a capacity to hang out in the center of spiralic times rather than trying to claw at the edges of what we're going through. So we're being called and in, in, in this deep lesson to not necessarily know the why, not necessarily have all the answers. Do this without knowing necessarily everything, but just allowing ourselves to continue to float in those unknown places. It's really crucial, you know. Our anchor card to call upon this month for support is probably a surprising one. You may not have ever thought of it as a supportive card, but it really is. Um, our anchor card to call upon to help us move through these awakening processes and, and hang out with the huge energies of this month is Nine of Swords. Nine of Swords is about the delusion of the story of the mind. The mind telling us or feeding us the absolute worst case scenarios the way that Nine of Swords is a profound card of awakening is that it calls us to start to question it and go, oh my gosh, brain, how interesting. Wow, like these, this is a really strong story. Yeah, this could happen, that could happen. They probably think this. It's probably our life is probably over. Okay, maybe. Also, maybe not. And let's reflect that against what other people, you know, uh, like let's bring that to a loved one, to a processor, to a therapist, to a group that we're a part of that feels really supportive. Let's let ourselves really be seen in that. Let's ask for some, for some witnessing. Maybe, um, although someone can't necessarily tell us what to do or what something is or isn't true, not true. Um, we can absolutely bring it forward. The brain loves to keep us in fucking isolation when it's trying to feed us a story about us being, you know, not okay. This isn't like, it's time to just open the door and let yourself be hurt. Like start naming it, start saying, you know, Hey, brain is saying this, is that true? That is an anchor because it, the, the true medicine of the anchor is that the brain would not be flipping out. It wouldn't be afraid if we weren't really on the edge of something big. So what helps you when you feel afraid? Is it telling your brain to shut the fuck up, which you can completely do? Is it talking compassionately to your brain? Brain, I understand why you're losing your mind. The more I expand, the more you lose control over me, the more scared you are. I, I, I get it. We're not stopping for you and your comfort. So I hear you on this worst case scenario, and I'm going to bring it to people that I trust. I'm just going to name it to them, and I'm going to let myself be witnessed in it. And if they have any kind of feedback for me about what they feel is, you know, resonates for them, doesn't resonate for them, um, 
I'm going to open myself to it, you know, for, for witnessing. So it's developing a much deeper emotional intelligence around working with our fear and our, our brain stories, but more importantly, what are you afraid of about expansion? Because we've all got it. What are you afraid of? What is your fear about doing your work in the world? What is your worry? What is your concern? What is your story? What feels scary to you? What feels scary to your brain? We all have it. And we all have, you know, unconsciously, we all put people up on pedestals and we tear them down. And many of us are afraid to be torn down when we're not trying to be up on a pedestal to begin with. And, you know, are we afraid of being seen? Are we afraid of our family finding out about the work we really want to do? Are we afraid to admit to ourselves we don't want to stay in the relationship that we're in? Like what, you know, we have to let go of some kind of, dis, you know, some some old form of comfort to move into the realm of discomfort where all the treasure really lies. So it's totally normal that the brain would freak out potentially at all of this. You're not alone. What we're releasing, two of pentacles. So that doesn't mean that we won't work with this idea of devotion and discernment and, and really, really dedicating ourselves to kind of clarifying, well, what, 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 uh, stays, what goes, what's worthy of my time. Um, it's actually that two of pentacles has been sort of downloaded into us. So we're no longer focusing on it because it's running in the background now. Um, we're also one piece about two of pentacles that we are releasing is this sort of need to do all the time. Um, the working, the, like we're, we're not, um, because we are working this month, of course. Um, it's less about the two of pentacles work and a little bit more about what we're walking toward, including in this month, which is queen of cups. So obviously there's some pretty big differences between the two of these cards, right? Two of pentacles, when we are training our eye on it, it's kind of about being really clear. It's it's work that wants to come through. It's projects. It's it's all of these pieces, and we're 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 wanting to get really super clear about kind of what we're being invited to pay attention to, what we're not. Can we clear out what's not meant to get our attention right now? And Queen of Cups being the archetype that we're being called to walk a little closer to this month kind of links up with the moon and essentially indicates that this month is far more, way more about incredibly deep exploration than it is about necessarily analyzing or doing earth work or because that, believe it or not, that's already kind of in us right now. It's, it's, it doesn't need so much attention. It's good. Like that part of us, that two of pentacles piece is really filled up. It's really nourished in ways that I think um, some people might be surprised to hear, but it is, it is true collectively. Um, Queen of Cups is where, that's where we're learning to walk a new tightrope. That's where we're going to feel like our ankles shaking um, because we're going back into some very deep wounding and clearing it out. We're undoing very deep patterning. We're learning what it is to hold a both and. What is it to be sea creatures and land creatures? What is it to not spend too much time on the land, too much time on the sea? You know, what is it to really hold hold both while we walk through this, this massive portal of expansion and awakening um, while we do this huge work that is um, ultimately meant to change our lives, meant to change who we are as people, and can be wholly and completely tailor-made to fit you in your life as you are right now, whether you are the busiest motherfucker, whether you ever hear about this podcast or not, whether you are 
resting because you're sick, whether you are working your, again, like working super hard, taking care of your kids, no matter what, this energy is coming to meet you. This is just an attempt ultimately to bring language to something that's ultimately impossible to language about the kind of enormous planetary level awakenings that we're being called to do right now. And it in no way um, indicates that, you know, we're just never going to ever do anything with our brain anymore. It's actually quite the contrary. The, the brain has been, you know, attempting to slow us down, get us to stop expanding, get us to stop growing, pulling us into thoughts like, you know, we're not worthy, we're not, we don't have what it takes, like all this shit. And it's not true. It's just an abusive voice in the head that essentially doesn't want us to go beyond what feels safe. And the only thing that's changing that's that that is possible this month with our brains is not necessarily buying that hook line and sinker the brain can do whatever it wants we'll continue to have all kinds of experiences with our brain and brain chemistry depending on who we are you know is it possible with our thinking with our beliefs with our thoughts to not necessarily buy them or take them at face value um, we're never bypassing the feeling or the impact of the feeling, but we are being called to do deeper inquiry on what feels safe enough to hold. And if you think that this is intense, wait until next year when that's going to be probably every second of your day in hero font work and mine too. It just is what it is for the next few years. This is the work. This is the work. Well, it's going to be the work forever, but ultimately you know, we're coming back to the root, coming back to us. Next year is really about unpacking what we believe, what we inherited, no longer holding it, coming into being our own channelers, our own masters, our own gurus, uh, really trusting in our intuitive medicine um, while also also taking responsibility for our human stuff, our filters and our biases. So like it's a big year for people who are channelers who don't necessarily want to take responsibility for their human pieces. And then in 2022, it's lovers and it's a huge collective calling back of what we've given away. And then we move into chariot as a collective, which is a planetary shedding of a crab shell. It's a very big deal. You know, this is, it, it's huge work and it's most certainly getting our attention. So we may as well begin the process now. You know, this often happens where we do the work from Aries season to Gemini season, but then June really goes, okay, you know, now, now shit is really ramping up and it, it's time, <laughs> you know, it's time to offer it our attention in a little bit more of an intense way. So many things here, right? So many pieces that we covered. Again, with all monthly medicines, with all of these podcasts, you take what works, you leave what doesn't. Um, put it, you know, take the pieces that work and really infuse them into your own knowing and see how they, they meet you. You know, again, like this is all about autonomous self-care. What you do, what you have time to do is not what I do, what I have time to do and vice versa. It's like, just let it meet you where you're at. It's just an invitation to begin to think about things in a little bit more of a deep way, a little bit more. Oof. So thank you for being here, Wild Souls. It's such an honor to, um, such an honor to get to serve you like this. And, um, this, uh, little invitation comes at the end of the podcast typically. So, um, I'm probably just repeating myself to a silly extent, but, um, if you like this podcast, please subscribe. Um, one of the ways that helps people to see these episodes and actually find this podcast, um, even though it has a wonderfully robust following and it's really lovely, um, is to subscribe to wherever you happen to be 
listening, you know, to, to your podcasts. Um, uh, and that way, whenever there's a new episode, it'll be downloaded right to your phone. And again, it truly helps. And, um, yeah, it's, it's really great. And if you like it, share it. So thank you for being here, wild souls. Um, and I'm wishing you a beautiful transition into the month of June. If we're, you're listening to this and we're already here, welcome. And until we meet again, please take care of yourselves. Thank you so much for listening to Tarot for the Wild Soul. This podcast was edited by Chase Voorhees. The podcast art is by Chelsea Iris Granger. And it is hosted by me, Lindsay Mack. For more about the podcast, visit wildsoulpodcast.com or follow us on Instagram at Tarot for the Wild Soul. For more about me and my work, please visit lindsaymack.com. To support Tarot for the Wild Soul, please consider subscribing to the podcast on iTunes and leaving us a five-star review. It helps people find us and it is greatly, greatly appreciated. Thank you so much for being here.